0: This is 7Sport on Dean Radio. Good morning, welcome along to 7Sport on Dean Radio. We are back for another week of sporting news, um, whatever we can find. Um, this week we've actually got some decent sports news, but we'll going to that in a minute. Uh, it's Matt, Ryan and Kelsey with you until uh, midday, yeah got the complete... How long we did this show for? Then. There we go. <laughs> from time to midday today on Team Radio, bringing you like a sports news. Um, good morning, boys. How are you doing?
1: Morning. Not nothing bad, you.
0: Yeah, we good. And, um, the lovely weather, isn't it? This, the heat wave going on. Beautiful.
2: Beautiful. Barbecue. Mm. Bar- barbecue later. I reckon it's got to be done. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully, weather stays nice and uh, get out in the garden. I oh, like Ian. Keel. Love. I like like Ian. Loves a barbecue. Uh, to be honest, me, you, you know, I actually genuinely cannot remember the last time that Ian fired up a barbecue in the back garden. I bet he's a coal. Uh, I bet he doesn't have gas. Nah, yeah, cold. Yeah, proper. He's a coal. Yeah, he's a cold bloke. Yeah, <laughs> he's from that era, isn't he? Mine is era. Wow, so. <laughs> <laughs> got, a, got out of cold. Gotta be a proper.
0: One. Um, so yeah, it's been a nice week. Um, are you boys coping with? I wouldn't say lockdown semi-lockdown whatever we're in now
2: limbo still going mm. to work still living the dream still doing <laughs> exactly the cool. same as what i've been doing for the last eight yeah. weeks it does, it's not it's no different mate to be fair the only difference is now we can uh go out and sit with five of our friends in the in the park only problem is i don't have five friends so uh, <laughs> you know it's unfortunate
0: oh dear um, well, maybe if anyone's listening and want to be Kelsey's friend and want to meet in the park and uh, do get in touch, use your way, some sport. Um,
1: anyway. Only in daylight, though. <laughs> you do not want to be Kelsey's friend.
2: And <laughs> it's, uh, it's not great. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want strange people meeting me in the park. If they are, it's got to be in, in broad daylight hours. <laughs>
0: Oh, there you go. Lovely start to the show. Um, Right, (laughs) (laughs) let's get on to the biggest talking point of the week then. Um, I must say, before we carry on, we are recording this on a Thursday once again because we are social distancing and all that. So Butler and Kelsey are on um, video calls. I'm in the 7Sports studio. So everything is up to date as of Thursday night, all right? So don't kick off. Thursday night,
1: pre-NHS clap at the moment. Yeah, pre-NHS clap, (laughs) yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, the biggest news actually broke today on the day we're recording this. The, the Premier League's coming back. Football's back, boys. Proper football. What do we think? <laughs> I haven't
1: watched any of the Bundesliga, so I'm absolutely delighted. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Premier League is superior. Simple as that. Um, not only with that, there's also the rumours going around that La Liga have uh, struck a deal with, I think it's Sky Sports to to show the remaining games of La Liga mm. um or, or premier sports yeah.
3: on Sky or something like
2: that
3: yeah.
2: um, also so he- um Syria. yeah Serie A back on the 20th of June as well so you know there's it seems like we're edging closer towards that you know normality aren't we back back to what we were at but yeah I'm excited it's gonna be a lot of lot of decent football to watch uh hopefully the standard hasn't suffered
3: too yeah. much
2: um you know but obviously nothing can replicate match fitness so it might take the players a little bit of time but you know the i don't i've you actually seen the schedule like for the, the kickoff kick-off times so announced on
0: opening games on that earlier today opening game yeah, aston games, villa united which is i'm i'm sure everyone's going to be thrilled but if it was a normal you super sunday aston villa versus Shepherd united you'd be like mm, we'll miss that one but everyone's going to yeah, be like but- yeah buzzing yeah uh, Mas- I
3: mean, it's, it's gonna
2: be games every single day which is what yeah. what everyone is, is sort of buzzing about so you've got friday eight o'clock and then saturday is half twelve three o'clock five thirty and eight o'clock uh sunday twelve to four thirty seven o'clock monday eight o'clock tuesday wednesday, wednesday thursday six o'clock and eight o'clock so every literally day. games every single day mate Although
1: those um, sunday seven o'clock's a bit weird
2: That's yeah a
1: lot getting used to that yeah. sunday you know i usually wind down I'm watching Beard Meets Food about sort of six o'clock. <laughs> after, you know By about yeah. eight o'clock. I'm ready to bed. Ready to get into bed to go go to work the next day. So you'll be, you'll to be, to you'll be glued to Watford to versus Brighton. And watch a game of football.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they've, um, so they've announced that it's going to be shown on Sky Sports, BT Sport, um, and BBC Sport, and Amazon Prime as well. Um, Pick TV
2: they... as well. I've got some games as well, which really? um, was good for the, Yeah, good for people who don't have any subscriptions. So you've now got the BBC who are showing four games. Yeah. And um, Pick TV have got twenty five, I believe. So there's some options for you if you've only got terrestrial. So that's always good.
1: Yeah. And well, then... Pick TV had the, the deal for the with with uh, Channel Five for the highlights yeah. of the league. So. Yeah. Uh, I imagine it's just a sort of. Oh no, that, that's um,
0: that's that's Quest, I think. That's a different Quest, channel. Yeah. Pick TV's um, uh, yeah. the one that's owned by Sky, but it's on like Freeview, so they're Sub- basically going to like Sub- show football league show followed by
2: uh, Crystal Maze on, on Quest. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> what a lineup! And then the Most Haunted or something like that. Um, mm. But yeah, they're going to be showing Sky Sports on Pick TV because it's the same people. I, I have like it, it. Bro. But yeah, and then Amazon Prime. I mean, who hasn't got Amazon Prime these days? So you know, everyone's going to get a, a bit of football in as well. So. And something to talk Love about it when we do this show, yeah.
2: which would be good. I don't think Ryan's got Amazon Prime, judging by the, the face he's pulling at. The...
1: <laughs> it's one of those where I don't think I do, but I might have. I might be paying for it anyway. I don't know.
2: Well, I hope not, mate. There's so many subscriptions. So many equity if you're, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I just use I mean, my girlfriends. So, well. yeah. Yeah. Just, I don't, I don't pay for much.
1: Plus, lads. It's all about Disney Plus yeah. until Marvel comes back anyway.
2: yeah
1: <laughs> Every episode it's of season seven.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, got to be done. hmm.
0: So, yeah, looking forward to it coming back then. Premier League, and you know, is it going to work? Is it going to be successful? Is it going to end up stopping again if we have another wave? What do you boys think?
1: People will criticise it um, because people love to moan about everything that's going on. You can't please everyone with any decision you make, hmm. whether that has to do with football or, or anything, you know, anyone's making. So, yeah, it's going to be going to be tough to get used to it at first, I suppose. But I think the fact that we've got the Bundesliga until then, will get people back in the flow and getting used to, you know, watching the football in an empty stadium. You know, with mm. just basic <clears throat> sort of commentary and and you know the the, the sounds of an empty stadium. But mm. you know, if you're a Man City fan, you're used to seeing that every week, anyway. <laughs> God
2: <laughs> save. <laughs> I, I I just think the, the main the main thing is the the main criticism will be oh, it's not the same. same about same without fans, is it? But I think. At this stage you just kind of have to accept Get the we're not done. gonna yeah. yeah, we're we're not gonna see this season finished in front of a crowd. It there was it was never gonna be the case where where people would go to be able to watch games again. Um and people just gotta accept that. You know, you might not like it, but just deal with it. It's only gonna last for a month and then next season, touch wood, back to normal. So
1: I am just buzzing that I don't have to watch Premier League years or Gary Neville's soccer box anymore. I mean I've probably seen uh, Dimitar Berbatov's best goals about 20 times love the bloke love the, love the player as well but I mean yeah I, I don't want to see him anymore I've, st- I've seen him enough and they always keep showing the Premier League years where United don't win the league either that stop. <laughs> they're either showing a treble winning season or it's every other league season United haven't won it mate sort it out throw in an 08 season in there I was going to say
2: I'm surprised they're not putting an 08 on there you know
1: what I'd what I'd do if I was Sky is I would just show you the ninety five, ninety six season all the time, just for Kevin Keegan's meltdown at the end. <laughs> Play that every time. That's, that's more than enough. That's all I need to keep myself ticked over.
0: <laughs> love it. Love it. Um so Premier League, they're he, still you'd love
1: it as well. He'd love it if if, if yeah. uh, United went to uh, Middlesbrough <laughs> and get. <dig it. laughs>
0: they gotta go there and get something. Um so looking at the Premier League then, there's still some bits to be decided. Liverpool's won it now really, haven't they? You can't see them not yeah, winning, yeah. Not winning a single won. game. Um, it would be quite... Um, I wonder what would happen if they just lost the rest of their games now and like just completely bottle it that
1: way. That would be...
2: say so you have to win every game, don't they? Quite, quite something, yeah. So, I mean, after...
3: Two more wins.
1: You? I
2: thought, two more I wins. What be, be,
1: after what had to be deleted last week in last week's show, I mean, I'm going to say it again, you'd have to do the show just between the two of you because I would have killed myself. So <laughs> my life's not going to peak any higher than that.
0: <laughs> um, and Um so yeah Liverpool's title they're still Champions League up for grabs we still don't know if Man City are going to be allowed into it next season or well, not. we still I don't think, even so know
2: we still don't even know what they're going to do with completing the Champions League this season or the FA Cup you know they've still got plans to, to try and finish the trophy and the Vars as well so there's non-league interests. you know to be Sort of uh, confirmed, I guess.
0: No, that's that's very um, strange because a lot of non-league clubs have already started swapping players, which are coming to later that, On,
2: I mean, this is step one, and then obviously, yeah. yeah.
1: From a United perspective, as I said again, I'm a United fan. I want to look at the Europa League as well because we just won the first leg five nil, um, and you know, I'm looking at the teams in there. You know, I think United have a decent chance with that. So, you know, now countries have started to confirm what they're doing It'll now enable UEFA to make a decision. I imagine we'll end up seeing a knockout tournament being plopped on the end of the season mm. to to try and get the game through. But I think, just uh, just remembered what I read earlier actually, the team that United played in the European League, have you seen that? That LASK L-A-S-K? Mm, no. A few weeks ago, um, rumoured and videos were released that they had breached Austrian Lockdown rules, yeah, and had been training as a oh, mass.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: now apparently it's going to be announced within the next couple of days that they're set to receive a 12 point deduction in the league. Whoa, Jesus. Which is, you know, that's mental, yeah, but yeah, it shows how serious it is. And you know, coming back to, to sort of the UK and, and how uh, the Premier League's handled it, I mean, everyone's sort of split with Troy Deeney. I've seen people trying to make Troy Deeney a bit of a bad guy because he's
2: turned
3: around he, well, train, he
1: didn't
2: want to train I mean, at the time. Yeah, his, uh, um, no. yeah well, I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm looking at the BBC sport website right now and absolutely horrific headline um, saying that what for captain Troy Deeney reveals someone uh, wished his son gets coronavirus, which is like, yeah. how, it's like how can people be, how it's can can people be like that, man? Uh, seriously.
1: I said it on, um, on the show a couple of weeks ago and I said it on I put it in the um, um, dealing with social distancing update that I put on the website every week, you know, social media has become so toxic at the moment. If anyone voices an opinion on anything that doesn't, you know, it's against the grain even slightly and everyone's jumping on it. And, and, you know, we questioned the other week that, you know, when all the talk was there that, you know, everyone wanted football to come back and people saying, Oh no, you want to put people's health first. And, there's more more important things to life in football and then suddenly it gathers a bit more pace that football's going to come back a player goes actually I don't feel comfortable coming back um in fact there were two it was Troy Deeney and Danny Rose that I saw they were kind yeah. of like oh I don't really want to come back and then the comments just absolutely slated them saying oh well you get overpaid you're this or this and it's like how can the the consensus flip flip just like that suddenly everyone's not caring that you know you got to put health first and put people's lives first. Suddenly it's oh you're you're the weird one for not wanting to come back. Mm. It's it's mental.
0: That's that's the country we live in. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the say- world
1: we live in, unfortunately, as well. I mean, it isn't always the the English fans that, yeah. that say you know yeah. it's, it's again it's, it's a weird one to sort of tread on, really. But the amount of People that access the Premier League and, and obviously have access to English football on social media, yet people in other countries, they can say whatever they want cause no one—you're like, not going to go hunt them down or anything like that, or you know, there's no, you can't trace them really or do anything about it. Cause they're in a different country.
0: Hmm. Uh, um, well, we mentioned Watford in that. Then looking at the bottom of the Premier League, there's still quite a few clubs that are in danger. Really, um, I think Norwich are probably. Pretty much down and out now, aren't they? Looking at the table, we've only got twenty one points, so uh, 6, six, six away from getting. They've got out a of
1: hard run in as well. There's mm. one of the teams down there that's got a particularly hard running. I think it might be Norwich.
0: Yeah, I don't think Villas is too uh, too easy either. They were on a bit of a bad run of form, so could have worked out in their favour going into kind of starting a season again. Um, and then you got Bournemouth, Watford, who pulled right out of it before all this happened, and then you got West Ham and Brighton as well. So it's going to be interesting. Pretty much every single game going four books the window isn't it yeah,
2: yeah
1: it's starting
0: again that's the thing yeah, yeah. it'd be interesting to see how it's it starts again and how all the teams start and how you know if everyone hits the ground running and that kind of thing so it should be
2: I mean interesting. You, you better believe I ain't putting any bets on Premier League uh, <laughs> at all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing I, nothing I, I at all i tell you
1: one thing though because you talk about that and I was talking to my um, my friend at work today um, who, who's a United fan as well and you know we was our, our like game that was supposed to happen was Tottenham away if you remember, sort of when that, when the, obviously the games were due back when, when obviously football was still being played, you know, Harry Kane was injured, Ali was struggling with fitness and form, and Tottenham were missing all these players. I mean, I would have fancied United at the time to go and steamroll them mm. the way United were playing with Vigalo, and, and it was just clicking with Fernandes, you know, beating Man City, um, and, and what have you. But now starting again, I know Harry Kane's going to end up doing something. <laughs> it's like, right, it, it's just, and you think when the Champions League. Spaces are up for grabs and things like that. It's like, how crucial could that delay be? Not just for Man United, but for other teams as well. Wolves, for example, um, Arsenal, who are all in that bracket, you know, potentially. Way back when, when, when football was still being played, Arsenal going to to the Etihad, potentially they could have got something, mm. but now they're going to be going there on June seventeenth. Probably going to get rolled. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So it makes such an exciting end to the season because it is, like it is as we said, like starting again. Mm.
0: So yeah, like I said, every single fixture is going to be a very interesting one. So 17th of June, the Premier League is set to return according to uh, the BBC on Thursday night. Um, I'm sure we'll have more details over the next few days on that as well, so it should be quite good. And like I said, we'll have something to talk about on this show, which will be Good to fill a bit of time. Um, Right, we're going to go for a break. After the break, we're going to go into this week's Team of the Week on 7Sport on Dean Radio. The Team of the Week is Slimbridge. Um, So we're going to talk about that next. This is 7Sport on Dean Radio. Welcome back to 7Sport on Dean Radio on your Saturday morning. Um, We're going into our new feature we've been doing for the last few weeks now where we pick a local team to be our Team of the Week um, we delve into our memories of going to their grounds and going to their games and chat about the club a little bit. And then we do the ultimate quiz on that team. This week's quiz master is Ryan Butler. So you know, you're going to be in for a treat um, and it's going to take... You over you know it's going to be long. Yes. You know the
1: quiz is going to be long because it's me. It's going to take
0: over two parts of the show. So that's coming up in the next part and the part after the news as well. But first, let's talk about the Swans, Slimbridge AFC, our team of the week. Boys, memories of Slimbridge, please. <coughs>
1: When, she, when would your uh, first game have been, Kelsey? Because me and Matt were way <laughs> we went
2: to Herford game. But you I mean, i tell you what, that, no, no, genuinely, um, mine would have been after yours. Um, I don't ever recall going to a Slimbridge game, um, you know, previous, even like any friendlies against other local sides, like against Gloucester or, or whatever. So, I, genuinely, I think my I, I would have been there after you for the first time. Um, I, I, off the top of my head, I, I couldn't tell you. Um Probably would have been during the preseason tour where, um, that we did in 2017, 2018. Um, yeah. I can't remember what who they would have played. Maybe the Bristol Rovers game. It, it might bring well bring have been the, the, the Bristol Rovers, Rovers play, game. It, actually, you know? yeah. No you, no, you think about it. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd say that's probably the first memory of that of that ground. But yeah, it's uh, ever since then we've been full steam ahead with Slimbridge, haven't we? You know, we've already. Yeah, formed a good relationship with them, and and you know they're a great, they are a great club. I know we we band it around a lot, don't we, for 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 clubs in the county? But Slimbridge really are, you know, a, a top top club. They're run really well by and yeah. Barry and everyone else behind the scenes, and and they and they do it the right way, don't they? You know, with like the, for, the development team and all that. Of course, of course. For me,
1: it's like, um, you know, when we first started out doing the pre-season tour and this, this, and this. Um, you know, we were helped in in a way that um, Barry and, and Colin are related to who to Mary-Ann, my team leader at work at the time. So you know, straight away they knew who we were and uh, were very welcoming. And and if I was to say that as we've grown, the the one side that stayed in tune with us the most and and you know helped us as much as we've helped them along the way, it probably would be Slimbridge. Um, yeah. I think Colin was the first person you know who even something small like just tweeting us the team sheets every week. You know, Colin yeah. started doing that first, you started tagging us in it and yeah. you know, to, to to a lot of people, that's such an insignificant thing. But I don't know how you feel about Kelsey and, and obviously mm. Matt when when you were more involved, but yeah. you know, even something as small as that, the recognition that, you know, Slimbridge gave us that, you know, we want these guys to know what I think the team sheet is, we want these guys to, to help spread us and, and yeah. make back to us and obviously when they agreed to be the first host of the seven sports shield you know that was the vindication that i needed that you know colin and barry in particular supported us and the committee of obviously back us and every time we go down there you know timmy and 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 all the other um guys who help run it you know they're so welcoming to us they even on the monday nights when we go to the development games you know they're always happy to see that we're there and Mm. You know, we're, we're there to document and, and talk about Slimbridge going f- forward in terms of the future. Um, obviously, I think last season, other than Siren and Seth, the Slimbridge was probably the one side that, you know, I wish we saw a bit more of, in particular at the start of the season, when they were a bit, yeah. bit more on fire.
2: It's, um, it's far, a funny one though, isn't it? Like... I we
1: went they sort of dimmed out a little
2: bit. Yeah, like, it's funny you mentioned that about, you know, wishing we went there a bit more. It seems like we went there loads, but that's because most of the time we were there was for the development side, you know, the under 18s and and you know other like cup games, like um, um. Obviously, we saw the Gloucestershire Northern Senior against the County exactly. exhibition game as well. So you know, so lo- seems to be the club where all of those games are hosted, aren't they? But um, yeah,
3: you know, so it's
1: just about the West Davis Cup final, not many yeah, was... four yeah, and that's and, it, and you yeah. know that that's become a permanent fixture for. For what we're doing with the Northern Seniors repete- uh, um, sorry, relationship with Slimbridge, it mm. seems to be the desired host every season. So, you yeah. know, I'm happy with that. It's a yeah. great place yeah. to go and watch football. Yeah.
3: Um, be,
2: park, yeah, parking's not too bad either. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, to be, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, mate, when you talk about big, like, best memories of of Slimbridge and 4 Park. For me, it's got to be saving a penalty against you, mate. Only, uh, <laughs> seven oh, the oh, here we go. Who
1: didn't
2: <laughs> let that go, did he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, to drop it in there, mate. He'd never let you live that one down, mate. He's, he's hey, dried up. You're all confident. You're like, I'm going to bury this. No it's way, not mate. Even the
1: worst, it's not even the worst penalty that any of the Butler family have taken. I would have probably missed a penalty at the Lacy Stadium on Take It Like a Fan on Sky Sports. So, you know, my penalty miss isn't as big as that, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> I scored, though, so we're all good. He did. He did. He hasn't got the uh, bragging rights over both of us. So that's that's. Well, that
2: Doesn't matter, mate. Ryan's a more permanent fixture of Seven Sport, so you know. I love you, know. I was tired that day from walking around selling
1: raffle tickets for the whole first game. Yeah,
3: so true. you know, being
1: in the face of Seven Sport. All you had to
2: do was was, was run out to, to, to the ball and kick it. was <laughs> hey, Have you, you
1: ever tried to sell raffle tickets to Neil Musto? That. <laughs> takes- lot out at you (laughs) especially when he's had a couple of tins (laughs) he'll (laughs) love that (laughs) but do you also remember like this we have seen you know some crucial moments down at Mm. uh, at Warnhill Park obviously even in that pre-season tour you know do you remember when Ethan Moore had had come back from the the knee injury and he got taken out right in front of us
2: yeah Um,
1: you know I can't remember who it was I think it might have been Dean Turner went straight through him and yeah. you know, he ended up missing a couple of weeks there. You know, when you think
2: yeah,
1: about was, how slow he started that season.
2: Yeah, that's it. It's kind of
1: couple of weeks could have been it because he scored that really good goal. We rounded body um, hall at a time and put it in, yeah. and you know, yeah. it was, everyone was buzzing and he looked like yeah. the striker that we knew he could be. So mm. even moments like that—that's that, big moment. And also, we saw the moment of the season last year where we saw a goalkeeper score a goal.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was big count under 17 Yeah, that was, that was big I mean, you, you know You talk about other moments like that I mean, we've seen some great moments For example um, I can't remember who they were playing But it's kind of like the game You know when Marley Thomas Really announced himself On um, on the scene Thornton. In Gloucestershire football two all draw. Taunton, Yeah, two-all two draw announced. I think that Yeah, they were 2-0 down Weren't they? And Marley Thomas um, Scored two Unbelievable goals um, You know, to, to bring there. it back up. It was Michael Owen-esque Yeah yeah, it was, it was yeah, you know, class performance, class um, arrival, really, because everyone was sort of like, yeah, well, this kid's got a bit of potential, but we still don't really know what he's about. And then he comes out with a performance like that in front of you know us doing the live commentary as well. Um, it just made everyone sit up and take notice, um, you know. And he's and you still got thinking think well, How old is he now? What 22? 23 You can't be that old, can he? No. So I
1: think when, when we first started going to Wimbledon as well, obviously like that that sort of size at the time. A lot of characters who have been, you know, friends of Seven Sport all the way through. They supported us as well, like Jack Twyman, Sam Till, Adam Mace, obviously, who who we'll talk about later on as well. Um, Now they've they've still got that. It's a different bunch of players. Obviously, Ollie Hall was there as well, as we mentioned in goal. You know, different pool of players, but again, they're still welcoming to us. They still interact with us, and we have a good relationship (laughs) with them. Lewis Adams, for example, who won our. Player of the season a couple of seasons ago, um, Joel White, who who we watched at toughly, and you know we tipped to potentially move on, ended up moving on, and and you know he was buzzing with that, and my returner, of course, who who you know we we love him. I mean, I love him. I don't know about Kelsey, but I love him. Um,
2: you know, we, <laughs> I don't we love him as bond. much as you love him.
1: Yeah. No, no, I don't think anyone can. Uh, but we um, we had that bond with Slimbridge, and obviously it carried over into the end of eighteens as well um Adam Coyle and, and the players down there, you know, they appreciate it. The parents appreciate it and speak to us as well. And, you know, it it's allowed us, by covering them, and the likes of Tuffley, for example, to then start building a rapport with Hartbury, which has been great. So, you know, Slimbridge has played a, a very pivotal role in, in what I would consider the success of seven sport over the last couple of seasons. So always appreciative of the club.
0: And your first game at Slimbridge was with with Myself, wasn't yeah. it? We went down and yeah. watched them against uh it was against Hereford, wasn't it?
1: Because we 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 were stood by police. There was like police yeah. down the far end for like yeah. no reason. Because Her- like you the big you crowd. Me, the City fans were just stood there like Yeah. What?
0: The infamous Darren <laughs> Pierce was there, I believe.
2: I think yeah. you two got papped as well, didn't you? Yeah. Um, I, I so, saw on Facebook him. at one point. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. That
2: was yeah. Because first... Colin was delighted
1: that we had turned up, and and we, it, he knew it was obviously our first Slimbridge game. So, uh, well, mine anyway. So, you know, it was it was a it was a good experience. Hereford bought a load, um, and you know made constant noise. They were on the on. I think they were like two or three wins away from the title at the time. So, you know, they made a hell of a racket and played well. Got a three 0 win, and it was a big day for Slimbridge, That because they had a lot through the door. I
0: think it was one of their biggest attendances for years. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a lovely. It was a lovely, lovely day out there as well. Um, and like you said, they're always welcoming. I remember I've been down there a few times just on my own to report for Seven Sport, and um, always, you know, we always save your seat in a stand so you can sit there and watch the game properly. And anything you off need, a team yeah, team sheets exactly. It's just some more things like that is what makes you want to go back to a place and, and support them, isn't it? So it is good. Elsie like, loves
1: taking a. a a trip to the uh, what's it called? Shaz's snacks. snacks.
2: I knew, so you, were gonna, there, I knew so... you were gonna say that. Shaz's
0: yeah. snacks, reasonably mm. priced as well. With a smile, hot
2: chocolate is hot chocolate is pretty decent, to be fair. <laughs> you know? He does love a hot chocolate, Not bad. to
1: be fair. On a Monday night, when we're watching The Under 18,
2: yeah. Oh, mate, <laughs> take me back.
1: Take no, me back. We have every stuff from McDonald's on the way back. It's great.
2: Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it's always right. It's always right. It's always right. It's always like Well, um. Uh, what, what, how long do you think it'll take us to get home right. uh, about 25 minutes maybe less right. than that stop at McDonald's on the way back
3: <laughs>
2: because
1: most of the time it's a Monday night I finish work at 5 o'clock have to get home so I don't really have time to have any dinner or anything so you know
2: your job you there do, mate, is you should pre-prep no. your meal the night before I'm ready, ready like, for when you I'll get I'll home I'll give I
0: over a, no one's got time for I that a, I only have about 20 <laughs>
1: minutes usually, 20 minutes half an hour I ain't a Russian eater I'll sit at home and just get ready for
2: sandwich the me. sandwich, into a sandwich. Pre-match.
0: He has to prepare, doesn't he? He has to sit there and re- get ready for commentating and watching football. That's what it no, is. I mean, you, you
2: your workplace is literally right by a massive Tesco. You can walk over on your lunch and get like a sandwich ready for ready for after, you know?
1: Yeah, but then I miss the bus and then I'm behind schedule. I'm a, I'm a man of method. I'm a man. No, of I mean,
2: you go on your lunch break, mate. On your no, lunch break.
1: Then, you know what I'm doing? I'm, you know what I'm doing during my lunch break? I'm having lunch. I'm in the canteen
0: having lunch we'll let this uh, we'll let this continue off there rather than uh, chatting about your <laughs> your food habits between the two of
1: you to sum it up to sum it up Slimbridge wonderful club there we go
0: that's um, Slimbridge and so coming up after the break we're going to talk uh, no we're not going to talk about and we're going to do a quiz on Slimbridge which quiz, Ryan Butler quiz, has quiz. done looking forward to that test your knowledge about Slimbridge AFC or learn something new coming up next This is 7Sport on Dean Radio. Welcome back then to 7Sport on Dean Radio on your Saturday morning. We are in the middle of our Team of the Week segment for this week, which is Slimbridge AFC. And as always, we do with our Teams of the Week, we do a little quiz so we can test our knowledge and test your knowledge and see how well you know Slimbridge and learn a little bit. And this week's quiz host is one and only Mr. Ryan Butler. Woo! Good morning. Quiz. Good
1: morning. Thanks for coming to me. The quiz this week... Um, I felt last week we, we rushed the quiz not necessarily the bad quiz but I felt it. we just rushed it so I thought what is going to make a good quiz I was going to make a good quiz ripping off other TV shows <laughs> so we've got four rounds ladies and gentlemen round one going to get you in the mood with just basic general knowledge about Slimbridge round two just think stars in your eyes Ooh. round three think the price is right Hang on, do I round do I have to be like Colin for round two or
2: something? Do I have to shave my head or <laughs> no?
1: <laughs> no, it will be a real. Thing. Then round four, just think, play your cards right. All the best, all the best games here. But we'll start with a general knowledge quiz. Five questions in the opening round, okay? And to help you guys out, they are multiple choice. Ooh. Lovely. <clears throat>
2: Question number one:
1: In what year? Did Slimbridge move to Fawnhill Park? Was it a nineteen fifty-one, b nineteen fifty-two, or c nineteen fifty-three?
0: Mm, the fifties, sometime. Mm. So it's a nice,
3: <laughs> it's a mm. nice
1: easy starter for you. <laughs> if you. Take a pick out of three
2: years. You know, you could be right. You could also be wrong. I'll tell you what, Colin and Barry are listening to this right now, so you can, come on boys, how have you not got that? You should know that by now. (laughs) Number
1: two. In the season 2014-15, Slimbridge finished third in the Western League and were promoted. Which current Southern League Division 1 Southside finished top of the division? Was it A. Melksham B. Bristol Manor Farm or C. Larkhall Athletic. So they're all opponents for Slumbridge in the last season in the Southern League Division 1 South and one of those sides finished top of the Western League here's Slumbridge got promoted. Didn't think the season existed. Didn't exist. (laughs) Question number three. <clears throat> for some reason, I wrote over my note for some reason. Right. So, you've got to tell me which local side did Slimbridge see their record attendance against. Were they playing A, Bishop's Cleve, B, Sirencester Town, or C, Shortwood United? Ooh. I believe it's five hundred and twenty five mm. was their highest attendance at the time. But which local side were they playing? Matt's staring out his window, looking like he's thinking <laughs> as he picked an answer.
0: No, I've just got Emma right side with the uh, Wikipedia on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this one is a straight shoot out question. There's only two answers to pick from. Number four. In the 2019-20 season, who scored more goals? Was it Sol Wanju-Smith for the first team or was it Ethan Dunbar for the development team? Mm. Now that, I can see by your face, Kelsey. You know that's a very good question. That's all right. So they're, so they're the top goal scorers. That's all right. so the first team in the development team. I want to know which one scored the most goals. And to end not the rounds, not of goals. Again, it's about the development side. Who made the most appearances for the under eighteens last season? Was it A George Callaman? B Owen Giles or C Ethan Dunbar? And I can tell you why I've picked those three players as the answers, because they're the three with the most appearances. And one of them's got the most. So which one is it? Ready for some answers opening round? Yes, please. Yes. Okay. Round one. First question was, in what year did Slimbridge move to Thornhill Park? Was it A, 1951. B, 1952. Or C, 1953. We'll start with Matt Yates,
0: fifty-one.
1: Chelsea Demaria,
2: fifty-three.
1: It was nineteen fifty-one. That yes. is a point to Matt.
3: Yes.
2: Matt is very good
1: with these quizzes. Matt's been very consistent with these quizzes. I'm just going to be said.
0: I'm good with multiple choice. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Question number two. In 2014-15, Slimbridge finished third in the Western League and were promoted. But which current Southern League Division One South side? Came top that year. Was it Melksham, Bristol, Manor Farm, or Lark Hall, Kelsey, Demaria? Gone with the old Lark Hall. Matt Yates.
0: I've gone with Manor Farm.
1: It was Melksham. Oh, we wow. had a double A to start the quiz. Imagine that. Two A answers in a row. I
0: thought it might have been A B A A B B A.
1: Yeah. We. If I could, I would, my friend. <laughs> um, number three. Against which local side did Slimbridge see their record attendance? Was it A. Bishop's B, Sirenchester Town, or C, Shortwood United, Kelsey Demaria? I've gone with Shortwood. Uh, Matt Yates?
0: Yeah, I tried to think of it like geographically, and Shortwood's the closest, so I went Shortwood.
1: You are both absolutely correct. It was Shortwood Ooh. United. Question mm-hmm. four. Two got top goal scorers, as we said, for the first team in the development, Sol Wanju Smith and Ethan Dunbar. Which one scored most goals? Matt Yates?
2: Wanju Smith. Kelsey the Marriott. I've gone with Ethan Dunbar.
1: It was. Sal Wanji Smith scored 17. And Ethan Dunbar scored 22. Uh.
2: Yes.
1: So we're at Desmond with one question left of the round. And that was, who made the most appearances for the under-18s last season? George Kyanan, Owen Giles
2: or Ethan Dunbar? Kelsey the Marriott. I think you've been quite sneaky with this one. I've gone with Owen Giles. And Matt Yates.
0: I've gone with the one who scored the most goals,
1: Dunbar. George Carnan has fifteen. Owen Giles has fifteen, which means Ethan Dunbar had sixteen. Whoa. I went double Dunbar, mate. Double I went Dunbar. Double, double Dunbar.
0: Double <laughs> <laughs> Dunbar. Three out of
3: five. <laughs> and He's now we're
1: going, all I'm gonna say is Matt, get the clips ready, because round two is a music based stars in style. I'm gonna watch your faces for this round as I explain it as well. So Matt, have you got the clips ready?
0: I have, let's just, I just play one well, see no, if Castle can one.
1: hear them. So I need to explain to you what the game is, okay? Okay. In the week, I messaged Colin because Slimbridge are renowned for having a good pre-match music setup. So we're gonna play a round that's called Swan Song or Ryan Song. <laughs> songs that are gonna be played. I've sung along to in my most convincing fashion to try and convince you that they're my on my playlist not Slimbridge's playlist but on my playlist okay so you've got to tell me whether the song appears on Slimbridge's playlist or on my playlist and I'll give you a hint one of the five appears on both so you'll have to guess both for one of them and this is potentially the best round we've ever done (laughs) And Matt, if you'd like to press play on round one, we're going to throw over your special guest host, Ryan Butler. Cheers, Ryan. Thanks for throwing to me. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. This is number one.
3: (laughs) Calling out around the world Are you ready for a brand new beat? (laughs) Summer's here and the time is right For dancing in the street Dancing in Chicago Down in New Orleans In New York City All we need is music Sweet music There'll be music everywhere. There'll be swing and swaying and records playing, dancing in the street.
1: Now, that first clip was Martha Rees <laughs> and the Vandellas <laughs> singing Dancing Street. <history>. Now, <laughs> was I was about long. to say initially, when I first planned to record those clips, I was going to stop after New York City. But when you're feeling the funk of the Vandellas, <laughs> baby, you keep on going. Now, is that, is, is that a Swan song or is that a Ryan song? You've got to tell me. <laughs> Have a guess. Oh, Just imagine, I talk about the, the commute to work and how I listen to music on the commute to work a lot. Can you imagine listen, me listening to that song?
0: Yeah, but I can also picture it played hey, How many played, did uh, you say were on both one of them?
1: So only one of the five is both.
0: But we're going to think it's all of them.
2: <laughs> Potentially, yes.
1: That's how good
2: well, my singing if, along is. Well, if you put both for every single one, then you guarantee at least one point, and then you just like, okay, <laughs> true, Matt yeah. doesn't get any.
1: This is true, yeah. Are we ready for clip number two?
0: Yeah, there we go.
1: This, I'm never ready, mate. I don't think year, I will be but This will get better by the song, but Matt, if you play clip 50...
0: two... Yeah, give me a second. It's a bit uh, complicated. Here we Go. Go.
3: I beg your pardon I never promised you a rose garden Along with the sunshine There's gotta be a little rain sometime When you take your gotta give So leave and let leave, or let go oh, 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 I beg your pardon I never promised, I never you, promised you a rose you garden you
1: Okay. That was Lynn Anderson with Rose Garden. <laughs> Did I have to practice that for about four days because I had never heard the song, or do I listen to that song all the time? One of those statements is correct.
2: You've got to tell me which one it is. This is so difficult. This <laughs> <laughs> is it, literally just guesswork. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> Question, play clip, clip three, all I'll say to you is the classic.
2: Okay. Oh, God.
3: <laughs> One entry, way. lads
1: Just soak it in, everybody
3: We get it almost every night When that moon is big and bright It's a supernatural delight Everybody's dancing in the moonlight Again, I felt the groove, and I kept going. <laughs> Everybody here is out of sight. And they don't bark, and they don't bite. They keep things loose, they keep it tight. Everybody's dancing in the moonlight.
4: Dancing
3: in the moonlight. Everybody's <laughs> feeling it's such a fine and natural sight Everybody's dancing in the moonlight, <laughs> oh,
1: it's in the moonlight by Toploader made famous from yeah, the Saint's adverts back in the day.
0: It's a tune, to be fair.
1: Number four I think out of the five is the easiest one. So if you play that, you should get it pretty straight away. But it's a good clip to listen to is this a swan song or is this a Ryan song <laughs> as a man united fan i will not sing chelsea i'm not going to sing it chelsea <laughs> That clip will never see the light of day ever again because that is <laughs> not good. I've got it now.
2: That was Harry. It wasn't really you singing the song, though, was it? It's just you no. shouting <laughs> Chelsea at the end.
1: <laughs> so it's Harry J. All-Star with Liquidator. Is that a Swan Song or is it a Ryan Song? As I said, the easiest of the five. And all I will say about number five, you know, it comes from the heart. So, you know, this could either be a Ryan Song or a Swan Song. You decide. Take it away from that.
3: Ooh, yeah. Looks like we made it. (laughs) Look how far we've come, my baby. We might have took the long way. We knew we'd get there someday. They said, I bet they'll never make it. But just look at us Holding on We're still Everyone together wants to call Still going strong You're still the one I run to The one that I belong to You're still the one I
1: This is Swan Song or Ryan
2: Song? What I Can don't get about me, that like... song is it's obviously clearly about a breakup, but mm-hmm. it's still the one that you kiss at night. So that's a bit weird, isn't it, surely pictures, like, How are you kissing them at night?
0: Pictures, yeah. Pictures ah, in the dreams. Beard, right, I'm going to leave everyone in, in suspense for that round because we'll do the answers after after the news. So if you want to have a little bit more thinking time on that, then we'll let you.
1: Oh, I need it. We're <laughs> we doing the Bovril? We're we doing Bovril pre news or our post news?
0: We're going to do the Bovril now because it's time for this week's Halftime Bovril. This is the part of the Ooh. show where we each pick a track where we. Uh, every week I find it harder to introduce this part of the show. <laughs>
1: every week. Lula, you've done it every
0: week. We pick a theme and then we all pick a track based on that theme and then we spin a wheel to see who gets picked and their track gets played after the news here on Dean Radio and then we spin the wheel again to see who picks a theme for next week. That that was quite a good way of saying it. Maybe I'll just clip that up and use it next week. Um, so this week's track uh, theme was picked by me, and it was charity singles. What have you boys gone for?
2: Um, I have gone for wet, wet, wet with a little help from my friends. Can't remember what the uh, what the charity single was for, but I think it was like eight, nineteen eighty something. Mm. Um, so yeah, wet, wet, wet.
1: Lovely. I went for Chris Kamara's Sing for England. I had, I think it was Euro 2012, I think, or 16, one of the two. Um, And yeah, it was a song to encourage England to victory and also raise a bit of money um, for Men United along the way.
0: And I went for Gareth Gates and the Kumars with Spirit in the Sky for Comic Relief from (laughs) 2000 and something, probably 2000. Let's spin the wheel, see who's going to get picked this week.
1: And it is... I'd be delighted
0: if Gareth Gates is played really mm. he's not been picked for three weeks in a row and he has now it's Ryan Butler which means we're going to be Cal- playing Chris Kamara unbelievable Matt sing for England <laughs> after the news here on Dean Radio after the news we're going to carry on our uh, I nearly said Swindon our Slimbridge quiz um, and we're going to do the answers <laughs> from the last round this is 7Sport on Dean Radio this is
3: 7Sport <laughs> on Dean Radio
0: Tomorrow, we've seen for England our own choice English Half Time Bobble where we picked charity singles and uh, yeah that was another good one from Chris there wasn't it after his Christmas album Unbelievable. the last not year bad. not bad his um, Christmas album still available on Spotify and any good streaming platforms <laughs> uh, right let's do the spinner for next week's theme
2: oh, I hope I get picked
0: It's Kelsey. Yes.
2: I think Ryan's going to like this one. Um, I have gone for this week's theme for next, next week. Uh, alliteration. So you can have somebody like Gareth Gates, or you can have someone like, I don't know, the Ting Tings, but they have to have the same letter for both or every single Tiny word temper. in their band name.
1: Early contender, the, the Nesh. Colorblind, please.
2: <laughs> Darius Dinesh so there you go has to be alliteration in the artist's name you bands or single artist. Artist if you want beautiful mm.
0: not fussy that's next week's halftime buffal same time um, same place right here on Dean Radio let's do the answers from the Slimbridge quiz um, they're our team of the week this week Ryan Butler's done a massive quiz for us this week he's even done some clips where he's singing along so let's listen to those clips again and get the answers Here we go back to your host Ryan Butler
1: I mean, we're not going to listen to the clips again because some of them were very long. Now. <laughs> if you want to listen to the clips, you've got to listen again when the show's available on Spotify and Google Podcasts. Um, now, round two was Swan Song or Ryan's Song. I played a clip of me singing along to a song, trying to convince Matt and Kelsey that that song potentially could be on my playlist. But some of those songs were actually on Slimbridge's pre match playlist, and one of them was on both. So, Clip one was Martha Reeves and the Vandellas and Ryan Butler singing Dancing in the Street. Is that a Swan song or is that a Ryan song? Kelsey the
2: I have originally put Swan and. Across the I've put both. Matt.
0: I originally went swan because i thought i'd heard it played there and then i thought you put too much effort into that to not be on your playlist so i put both
1: you are wrong it's oh, a swan song
0: oh, ah. i think i've even heard it played at slimbridge
2: before
3: <laughs>
1: it's just a side note that that is my favorite uh, version of that song but it isn't included on my playlist what the rhyme <laughs> <butler> version <laughs> oh, The Mar- <laughs> well, yes um song number two Lynn Anderson with Rose Garden. Is that a swan song or is that a Ryan song? Matt Yeats.
0: Swan song.
1: Kelsey DeMaria.
0: I've got a swan song
1: as well. It is a Ryan song. No. You do not listen to that. Album. Oh my gosh. I absolutely adore that song. What
0: are you, 50?
1: (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Number three was Top Loader Dancing in the Moonlight. Kelsey, what did you go for on that one?
2: I've gone for a Ryan song.
0: Yeah, I've gone Ryan uh, yeah, song as well. But I, I think it's it both now. It
2: is both. Oh, Yeah, half a point.
1: Yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> Number four was Harry J and the All-Stars. You should both really get this. Was this a Ryan song or a, a Swan song?
0: Swan song.
1: Swan song. A point apiece because that is the actual walk-on music that you can hear at Thornhill Park. Mm. And by the way, the Swan songs that have been confirmed so far are on a playlist that uh, Colin Gay has confirmed a a few songs to me, which also include Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer, and Black Eyed Peas, I Got a Feeling. (laughs) I thought I'd hear that sentence being said on Dean Radio. (laughs) Um, Number five, we rounded it off with Shania Twain, You're Still the One. Is that a clear and obvious Ryan song, or do you potentially hear that, a Slim Bridget, a Swan song? Matt Yates, what's your thoughts? That's
0: a Ryan song, if ever
2: I've heard of it. should See, I've never heard it played at Slimbridge, so I've gone for a Ryan song, but... I doubt it is
1: a Ryan song. And a yeah. key little fact for you there, that, just like Lynn Anderson, Rose Garden, appear on the Now That's What I Call Country Hits album. <laughs> <laughs> Round three, we'll move swiftly on. And if you've ever seen the game, The Price Is Right, You're going to enjoy the next five questions. These questions, uh, again, general knowledge questions about Slimbridge, but the only difference is the answer to each question is a numerical value. And at the end, I'll be asking for your individual totals. And just like the price is right, you have to be under. But If you're over, you get zero points Mm. for the whole round. Now, you'll get points for having the correct... Well, you'll get a point for the correct answer anyway, but whoever gets nearest... You'll get, I don't know, five points. This we'll is getting
2: complicated. <laughs> yeah, this is very complicated.
1: Question <laughs> number one. It become more clear as we go. Question number one: How many goals were scored in the two semi-finals of the seventh Sports Shield at Slimbridge? Oh, so joking. the two semi-finals add up what you think those all both the goals would have been in each game, and that's your overall answer.
2: Oh my god. Mm struggle
1: boyfield obviously the debut season of it was at the Fawn at Fawn Hill Park back a couple of seasons ago and uh, we saw a lot of goals over that week oh. question number two how many appearances did Myron Turner make last season for Slimbridge it's not multiple choice. So you've got to try and calculate and add your answers all together and get nearest to the total score to receive five points for the round.
0: Ooh. Oh, I get you.
1: Bosis will receive five points to the round. Interesting. So question number three. We said earlier on, and I'm hoping that you were listening as well, by the way, that Salwanju Smith was the top goal scorer for Slimbridge's first team. How many goals did he score in all competitions? And I have already said it.
0: I think I remember (laughs) this.
1: And if you're happy enough with that, another question. Again, I've mentioned the answer previously in this uh, show today. What position did Slimbridge finish in the 2014-15 Western League season? And then the last question for the prices right. How many league games had Slimbridge played when this season was suspended? Oof. And then your final task is to add up all your answers for this round and it gives you your total prices right score for Slimbridge AFC.
0: Okay, let me add up my
2: scores. Um well, can you just can you repeat the last question for me again?
1: So how many league games had Slimbridge played? League games, I oh, like okay. yeah, when the season had been suspended.
2: Oh, mate. Um I think I'm way out to be fair.
1: Got a number. He's got a number. Mm. We'll go through the answers. Question number one. How many goals were scored across the two semi finals of the Seven Sports Shield when it was at Slimbridge? Kelsey, we'll start with you. Uh,
2: I struggled with this one. Um, I put 11.
1: In the two semi finals?
2: Yeah, across the two semi finals. Matt Yates. Seven.
1: You're both way off. Oh, no. The games were Slimbridge 0 Gloss City 2. Long Leaven's two. toughly Rovers nil. The correct answer was four. Oh, mm. I thought... So that. this is already making up for some entertaining <laughs> final practice right scores already. Question two, how many appearances did Myron Turner make last season? So this is all competitions. Matt Yates. 20. Kelsey.
2: 21.
1: 30, he made 33. Oh, so suddenly you're back under with this this is absolutely fantastic number three how many goals did Sol Wanji Smith score in all competitions last season Matt Yates 18
2: Kelsey 18
1: 17 oh question number four in which position did Slimbridge finish in the 2014-15 Western League season Matt Yates third Kelsey Demaria.
0: Third.
1: Just for listening, you both get a point. It is third. Fantastic. And then the last question was, how many league games had Slimbridge played before this season had been suspended? Matt Yates. 11? They'd played 11 games.
0: What, you said league... Oh, I thought you meant home games.
1: How many league games had Slimbridge played?
2: Hang on then. Um, Oh, you can't change it. Surely not.
1: If he's misread the question, I'm going to allow him... Ten seconds now to come up with an answer. Uh, Nine. But bear in mind, Kelsey, I haven't heard your answer yet, which I imagine is going to be nearer the mark.
2: Thirty-one. So,
1: right. So you're saying thirty-one, Kelsey?
2: I'm going with twenty-four. Oh, it's twenty-six. Ooh.
1: So, if we allow Matt there to, to add up his final score, Kelsey, what is your sure Price is Right total?
2: Um, in total, all seventy-seven.
1: Oh, Matt Yates.
2: 87.
1: Now, as we said in the prices, right, you can be a little bit under, but you can't be over. <laughs> and we revealed that the price tonight was 83. Kelsey oh, gets five points.
2: Yes.
3: Unbelievable. Total guesswork.
2: Total guesswork. <laughs> and suddenly going into the final round. So we'll get the extra the point for getting number four, right, as well.
1: Yeah, I've already had it on.
2: Oh you already
1: know. You get five points for winning the actual round. So at the end of round three, the scores are as follows. Matt has six, Kelsey has ten, and for round four, the final round, I've brought back a seven sport special. Play your cards right, of course it is. (laughs) He loves doing it. And because Matt is behind, he is gonna start us off by picking firstly pack A or pack B. I
0: will go for A, please.
1: Pack A appearances for Sunbridge <laughs> AFC. No. Now, as we all know, when we play play the cards right here at Seven Sport, you have to be the one that's completing the pack. If you are, I'm going to give you five points. Whoa! So, in the, the inner the spotlight episode, episode nine with Freddie Ward. We discussed with him that he is the all-time Slimbridge appearance holder on 505. The next player is Adam Mace. So it's a bit of a free one for you, Matt. <laughs> Higher or lower?
0: Oh, I'm going to go lower. But what do the audience think?
1: <laughs> lower than 505, You said. It's 197 games. Mm. The next one is a good buddy of yours, Mr. Jack Twyman. Hmm. Did he make more appearances for Stunbridge or less? Higher or lower? Oh, that's a toughie. Kelsey is ready to steal at any point. I'm going to go... Higher. Higher than 197, he said. Mm -hmm. 224. Close. So, we have Jack Twyman. The next player... Max Harper-Emerson. An exciting player who I've seen play left-back, left-wing, right-back, right-wing, and through the middle. Injuries have hampered his career slightly. But has he made more appearances for Slimbridge or less than Jack Twyman?
0: Does he still play for Slimbridge?
1: I can't give you that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with... Less.
1: Max Harper-Emerson has played 49 times for Slimbridge, so a drastic drop there. Now, the next player is Will Hawes, a forward for Slimbridge who missed the start of last season because he went away to Australia on the travel. Has he made more appearances... The Max Harper Emerson for Slimbridge who had made, as we said, 49.
0: I know what you're like now. You'll make this one like 50 or 48. <laughs> That's what it'll be. Literally. Uh, I'm going to go with
1: more. He says more. It is lower. He's <sighs> made 45. Which means that this first pack is all on Kelsey the answer. We have Will Horse, 45. The final one of appearances, Henry Burkett. Has oh he made more appearances or less appearances for Slimbridge than Will Hawes? Oh man.
2: For um, steel
1: pack A, Kelsey. And all but secure the win for the week.
2: Hmm. <laughs> mm, more, More. Oh yeah. Says
1: more. Will Hawes made forty five, Henry Burkett? Has made thirty-one! Yeah. Matt has won pack A yeah. with five points. And the quiz still lives on with pack B to go. Which I actually Chelsea knew that so I just wanted
2: to make it exciting for the next round, you know. Well behave yeah, yourself. Keep it tense.
0: We'll uh, we'll get that second pack after the break. This is Seven Sport on Team Radio. Welcome back to 7Sport on Dean Radio, we're flying through the show this morning, um, probably due to this mammoth quiz we're doing on Slimbridge AFC, who are our team of the week, and we're in the middle of Player Cards Right, over to your host Ryan Butler.
1: Well, you say we're in the middle of uh, Player Cards Right, we're coming to the end of this quiz, (laughs) and after that last pack is all to play for. So pack A was appearances for Slimbridge, so as you can imagine, pack B is gold scored for Slimbridge. So, as we said, Kelsey will start this pack. Now, what I've done is I've had a look at the all-time list of goal scorers for Slimbridge. On their website, they only put the first initial of the player. So, I've had to pick the first player on the list that I know. And that is Jamie Martin, who is the third all-time goal scorer for Slimbridge, with 81 goals. Again, a fairly straightforward first uh, turnover. Um, and same as Matt Yates is what he got. Adam Mace is next on the list. So did Adam Mace score more than eighty-one goals for Slimbridge?
2: Kelsey, <laughs> I think he's. I don't think he scored eighty-one goals in his entire career. You go lower with that one, mate.
1: I mean, I'm glad you said that because it is lower. But I was very shocked to see the the number that he has scored for Slimbridge. He scored thirty-eight goals. How bad? So Kelsey is already on to the perfect Long start boy. of the moment so this is pretty much goals. for all the marbles isn't it this one this is. the winner of this pack wins the whole thing wow so Adam made 38 goals Crusher. but did Will Morford score more or less goals for Slimbridge in his oh. time at the Swans go on the Swans go on the Swans
2: uh, let's go with lower
1: you said lower Adam Mace had 38. Matt, what would you have gone for? Let's up the suspension.
0: I probably would have gone lower as well, to be fair.
1: Will Morford scored 37. Ooh. So just lower. Now we move on to my favourite, Myron Turner. Has he scored more or less than 37 goals? Who oh, else the Mario.
2: Um... I am going to go... In fact, more.
1: ignore me. And that is horrifically embarrassing. I've just put the words... I've just put the initials MT. Think about it out loud. That's not Myron Turner. That's Marley Thomas. So, <laughs> you abandon that completely. Marley Thomas, has he scored more or less goals than Will Morphy? I was
2: looking at um, that a
1: number thinking, Myron's definitely not scored that many. <laughs>
2: um, I'm going to go for lower. Lower than
1: 37. Marley Thomas has scored 20 four goals meaning that we're two away oh
3: no <laughs> this is very so I to Thomas pressure.
1: scored 24 did Casey Johnston score more or less than 24 um Casey will love that he's been involved in this quiz
2: mm. and he'll be shouting he's, the answer at the, sc- the screen used to play with my dad for the uh, uh, back in the day I'm going to go with more by that launch. Said more, him more.
1: Casey Johnston scored 26, so it is more. Oh, I mean, it man. boils down to this. Now, in that previous pack, Kelsey, we learned that Jack Twyman played 224 games for Slimbridge. Uh, in that time, has he scored more goals or less goals than 26?
2: Oh. <laughs> no, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate oh man I hate you Uh, I've am i I'm got to go with more more than 26
1: yeah I would
0: have said more as well to be fair
1: you would have said more as well Matt well I can tell you that Jack Twyman in 224 games for Slimbridge scored 20 goals Matt Yates has won Yay! the quiz
3: oh, he loves
1: Slimbridge he loves them And can uh, oh, I get a now free season ticket done. now Colin will be all over it. He'll be loving that. Matt Yates is the chosen one. Kelsey's going to get so much abuse from
0: Colin. Where does Colin What's send that? my signed <laughs> shirt to? Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> Matt, How do you feel about winning the quiz? Oh,
0: I've... over the moon! I think I've won two at two in a row now. You have. Yeah. I know, you know,
3: know you the, the much most
0: debates, scientist, and the most about Slimbridge. So you know, I'm going to be welcome.
3: I'm <laughs> <That's laughs> doing that the that quiz next
2: week. That so. that there you go. go. To do the quiz next week.
0: Yeah, um, what's going to be our Team of the Week next week?
1: Lydney Town.
0: We're going to do Lydney. So I'm doing a quiz on Lydney for all you foresters. Um Get revising now. That's next week. Um, so Slimbridge, were our Team of the Week this week. At the end of the show, to finish tonight's show, we are going to be playing a bit of the clip from the In the Spotlight series with Ryan Butler, Uh, where he spoke to freddie ward all about his time at slimbridge um in the spotlight series if you were wondering what that is it's um, a new series on our podcast feed that ryan butler has been working on during the lockdown where he's spoken to local footballers local football managers and that kind of thing um and um chatted about their their careers and stuff like that so if you're you stuck go. with something to do on a nice day and you need to go and test your eyesight for a half an hour drive, <laughs> stick that on and you're well away. It's a perfect accompaniment. There you go. Um, check that out on Spotify, Google Podcasts and stuff like that. And all of the Dean Radio shows are also on there too. Now, I'm going to play a track. And then after this track, we're going to go into some more um, local-ish football news and um, some other bits and pieces as well that's been going on in the world of sport. This is sport on Dean Radio. Join that track we had a little uh discussion and we're going to play the freddie ward interview for you now and then after the break we will be back um with any other business and talking a bit about the other stuff that's been going on locally so this is a bit from the inner spotlight series with ryan butler um this is freddie
1: ward as i said to you before we we sort of started recording you know this has allowed me an opportunity to sort of look into to the history of yourself and um, one thing that, that surprised me is I knew you had been at Slimbridge for a number of years, but I didn't realise you had been there since was it two thousand and three when you first joined the club? Yeah, probably
4: around about then. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a bloody long time.
1: Now. And you're also the highest appearance holder. Again, it's something I didn't know about you. So, you know, when you first made the the move to to Slimbridge, what level was was that? Was it the same level as Tuffley or? Uh, I think when
4: the first. The first time I was there was it was Atlantic won, I think it was, and I, I think we won every game without losing. I think well, I, just, I can't remember who it was, but maybe thirty, yeah, thirty or something. We, we won, we won the league, and then we went the and say and that's when like of Dougie Foxwell took over the manager, and it was quite a few of the Toughly boys. Like Casey, Casey Johnson was Toughly with me, and he came to Slimbridge as well. Um, Johnny Meadows, all players obviously like, back then were, were real good players, so. Yeah, we had a real good side, and um, obviously went on
1: to win it in two thousand and six, two thousand and seven, the Hellenic Prem. So, because, because again, as I said, I've le- I learned about yourself when I was sort of researching it, and I learned a lot about Slimbridge as a club because you look at the the sort of honours board that they have, and, and what they went on to win. You know, it's you had years of, in a row of winning stuff, but you almost did it in reverse. So I've got Hellenic League was two thousand and six, seven. But then you were down in the Northern Senior League in seven oh eight. So, you know, that look at, just even looking at that, you think, Jesus, what's happened here? But you yeah. know, as a player who was there throughout that period and obviously onto the county league as well, you know, how hard was it to be at a level like the Hellenic League and then drop back down to the Northern Senior? Well, obviously,
4: obviously when we won won the league in two thousand and six. Um, a lot of the players were, were just the other side of Furry. Um, so they were all we were getting close to the winning in the league, they were all like, Oh, we don't wanna be going up next next to next division and like traveling and or etc." cetera, et cetera. So I was starting to think, Well, surely when you win the league you wanna go into the next leagues and and try and try for that but um I think we got to the pre season training and there was about six players there and I was like, Yeah, hey, what's going on there? And then, and, and then we had decided to go um drop down the leagues and start again. Um but to be fair I did I did actually leave that time. I went to Bishops Cleave with Paul Collicott for a, I think a season. Um so I didn't go in the Norman senior. I think I came back at the latter stage of the county league when um uh, Leon I think Coco and Leon, I don't know if, if, if you know James Cole, but um he 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 was the manager, so I went back then. Um, played a couple more years, and I took took a chance at Siren in the um southern the South West, I think Division One. We ended up winning the playoffs. Uh, it was going into the Southern Prem then. And Leon decided to take the manager's role at Slimbridge and decide, and asked me to become number two, uh, which was a tough decision to not not try my hand at Southern Prem. When I was, at the time, I think I was about thirty one, so kind of like in my prime. Um, I was playing quite well at the time. And I decided to go back to Slimmeridge, Yeah, so.
1: You know, obviously looking back on that now, you know, would you have done anything differently when in regards to you know trying 7 prem level?
4: Probably not. No, I think if, if something's working, then why, why try and change it? Um, I know, obviously, know with a higher standard, go the, the better players there are, and um certain things you might have to change. But no, I was always I was always confident in my own my own ability, um ability, and with. it, 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 it it's your teammates as well. And if you've got some good teammates around you, you sometimes you can get away with it in, in games if you're not playing quite as well one day. Um, hopefully the eight or nine of the rest of them play well and bail you out. And it's the same and the opposite way around when a few of your other players are struggling and you try and step up for
1: them. And you mentioned that you obviously went went in as the the number two at which was, was coaching always something you wanted to do?
4: Um... Well, obviously, when my age my age started increasing, I started thinking, "Well, I'm not going to be able to play forever." So, and I always wanted to be in and around, but as you said, the the three pm on a Saturday and the odd midweek here and there. Um, I knew I would miss it if if I just suddenly just saw stopped and like a lot of people do. So, yeah, I just thought, "Why not?" Um, I could, I could always uh, potentially out players, young, younger players coming in, um, with a bit of experience. So. Yeah, it
1: was always something I thought. Well, why not? It's, it's, it could be something good to do. And then obviously Slimbridge, we're we're in the Southern League um, Division One West, um, and and you know, you sort of got the the management job there. How did it, the transition work from you know being the number two to to taking over as manager? Well, it was a it
4: was a, it was a big shock to be fair, because obviously with Leon being number one. Um, didn't really realise and see how much he how much he done. Um, you don't you don't actually see until you actually in that role yourself. So it was a bit of an eye opener. Um, it was it was a tough period. Obviously, I didn't try and play as much then. Um, but sometimes I obviously had to, had to play. Didn't have a choice. But it was it was one of them. It was it's some uh, I'm I'm glad that happened. Um, I would never say no to going back to management. Um, but for now, I'm I'm enjoying the playing again. Um. So, yeah,
1: for now, management and coaching is probably not something I want to do quite yet, again. And when you became sort of manager and, you know, was in charge of the, the team, did you try to be one of the guys, as it were, or did you try to... I mean, do you, do you have to differentiate, differentiate yourself from the rest of the team by saying, you know, I am the manager or are you still one of the boys?
4: Yeah, well... Obviously, obviously playing and being number two I was, I was a bit of the joker and well, as you said one of the boys but you do you do have to separate yourself once you become, in, become the manager you can't laugh and joke so much and you got to take things a little bit more seriously so it was, it was one of them that, it was hard because obviously a lot of the players who have been with me for a while I didn't want to suddenly seem seem, <laughs> seem like a bit of a, an asshole should I say um, so it was one of them it, it, I I did I did calm down a little bit and hold back on a few of the jokes and the camaraderie that goes with it, so it's just one of those things you gotta do. Um manager's he's there to to basically get results and, and try and get the best out of players. And I think if you're if you're someone there joking and stuff, I think players go a little bit lackadaisical and a bit more relaxed when uh if you've got a manager who's quite strong in his wording, um and firm and they know that they can't just
0: Take take the Mickey, really. This is Seven Sport on Dean Radio. Welcome back to Seven Sport on Dean Radio. The final part of today's show. This show is actually quite going quite fast today. Um before the break, then you heard Freddie Ward from the Inner Spotlight series. Breaking news. There is another episode of the Inner Spotlight series coming out on Monday on our podcast feed, and it is with um uh, I'm gonna say Gloucestershire footballing legend, Alex Sykes. He's been around a few clubs, uh, most notably with Gloucester City. Um, so, it'll be interesting to hear what he has to say. Um, good interview, Butler. Was it a good one?
1: Yeah, it is a very good interview with 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 Sykes. In in terms of what I learned from it, you know, we even talk a, a bit of length about his time at Nuneaton in between uh, his two stints at Forest Green, and 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 obviously things like the FA Trophy final that they got to at Forest Green, and yeah, he's quite open and honest with you know relationships that he's had with previous managers and decisions that have been made and yeah it's an interesting career and and to know like what football would have been like at the end of the 90s start of the 2000s at this sort of level when you're a uni student you know it's a good eye-opener and I learned quite a lot from it
0: Um, So that is going live on Monday, 7sport.credit.uk for all the details on that or check out Spotify, Google Podcasts Um, and it is on there on our podcast feed. As I said um, before then as well, you can listen to all of the Dean Radio shows back on there. So if you want to listen back to Butler singing from earlier on in the show where we were doing the Slimbridge quiz, um, you can listen back to that anytime you want. It is archived him singing about Chelsea. So there we go. Um, right, let's get into the final bit of the show then. And um, can, uh, do you, we want to talk about local news first, don't we? We've had a few chances. Yeah, I was say, local, yeah
1: local news will tie into it quite nicely, really.
0: Go then. Hit me. What you got?
1: So so basically what's happened, obviously, with uh, the whole lockdown situation in the UK, is he slightly, as we know. So suddenly, obviously, the, the talk is that potentially the return of grassroots football isn't going to be too far away. Um, obviously, some people still... Um, expecting potentially it could be the latter stages of this year going into next year that the new season starts so I'm a bit more hopeful than that um, and some, some other clubs are as well so we've started to see some news that players have signed for, for clubs and are going to be moving on um, most notably within the county um, in the last week or so we've had a flurry of players joining Hungerford Town in the National League South um, James Harding from Cinderford is, is joined there um, and it was also confirmed this week that Sol Andrew Smith, we've mentioned him before, obviously in the quiz, um, having a good season for Slimbridge last season. He's off after one year. He's going up to to Hungerford as well as his former Slimbridge man Ryan Beckinsale. Um, so a lot of uh, players going up two levels there, up into the National League South, Kelsey. And we mm. spoke about it um, in our, in our sort of private chat and, and obviously just just on a daily basis that you know they've taken a bit of a risk there by getting yeah. so many players in from that level a couple of faction boys have joined as well
2: yeah it's 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 one of those things that you 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 kind of expected um a manager like Danny Robinson to 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 look to this kind of level um having had so much experience with players like that um at and this level and around well. faction exactly yeah you know the success he's had with bringing players in from this sort of level has been evident in his, in his previous clubs um, and to be honest with you mate it, it doesn't surprise me that Harden and Wanju Smith and now even Ryan Beckinsale have gone there to, to try their luck at, at National League South level because I think uh, definitely you know two of them uh, the three of them are, are certainly more than capable Ryan Beckinsale I think can be capable he's just got a little bit more development to do in my opinion um, in terms of his you know his, the technical side of his game but I think Wanju Smith and, and Harden are going to really take to that league so I think they've 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 got themselves really good couple of of young hungry strikers uh, that they can build around moving forwards, and it, it is it is a big leap. You know, two divisions, yeah. it, it is a risk. But then you kind of have to think with everything that's gone on with you know the lockdown and, and all that. Match fitness is going to be a lot lower. Um, you know, may, maybe it's just worth taking a shot on. You know these these young players who are available for cheap, who have done really well in a couple of leagues below, and you, you know who knows if they if they pan out and they succeed. I mean, you could be talking again of of even another step up for for the players that have signed on. So you know, it's it's a win win situation for for the players, and it's a win win situation for the club. So you know, it's, I don't think anyone's going to come out of this on the wrong side bit, to be honest.
1: Well, you Smith in particular is quite an interesting one because. Um, As we said, he played for Slimbridge last season, but the season before that, he was playing for for Cribs in the Western League. So he's actually going to be jumping three levels within the space of, what, 18 months? Two years nearly? So, you know, that's a a bit of a hell of a rise, really, for a 21 year old to to make. And the fact that the the players are so young, obviously, you know, it will help them. I think the youthful exuberance will, you know, get them through. They'll have to, to adapt and obviously learn to the National League standard, of course. But, for me, you know Danny Robinson, what I saw him achieve uh, at Fatcham Town a couple of years ago, um, when obviously we were, were covering the Hellenic League like we always do vigorously, um, you know Fatcham were unbelievable that year. Bracknell Bracknell were as well. So for a side to to fend off the likes of Bracknell and Highworth, who who won what was it their first twelve games of the season, go on to win the league and the FA Vars, you know he is a good manager and he knows when he knows his players and can get the best out of the players that he knows is sort of when he thrives. So it's not a surprise for me to see the likes of Babs Jarra going back to Hungerford. Um, obviously was, was faction catch captain, sorry, at the FA Vars win. Um, we'll know him around this area for his stint as sirencester um, before he dislocated his shoulder. So, you know, he's a very, very good defender um, at Hellenic <laughs> and Southern League level, if he can make the step up to National League, then that would be great for him. They've also okay. signed Kyle Twos from Fatcham Town, Kelsey. So yeah,
2: yeah, I did see that if, the other day. Yeah.
1: If, if you look at the Southern League top goal scorers table from last season, that now sees Hungerford have three of the top twelve uh, goal scorers yeah. from that division last season. Yeah. Which yeah. you know that that in itself
2: it's is a statement. N- it?
1: it's, it's nearly fifty goals that between the three players that Hungerford have, have taken on there. So. Yeah, you know, if they can even replicate what a third of that, pushing to a half of those goals, that's that's a good return, really, for players making two steps up.
3: Yeah,
2: it's a big gamble, but you know, it it, it, it on paper it looks like one that is a very well calculated gamble that, that looks like it will pay off. And
1: obviously, local uh, to more local to us, obviously talked about outgoings there, ingoings, incoming. Sorry, seen uh, Alex Harris. Cinderford uh, fans will know all about him. Well, City fans will know all about him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's returning to the county after a stint at Murphy last season. Um, he's been confirmed as uh, agreeing um, to join Sirencester Town. Now, within that news, within about an hour or two of that news being broken, I had about four different text messages from people asking me where Lewis Clayton was going to go. And it got me speculating potentially he could return to Cleve, potentially, and, and other things like that. We didn't have to wait too long because he's been confirmed as uh, committing to Eastham United along with Adam Mace from Bishop's Sleep, which potentially for me there, Kelsey, you know, we do seven sport end of season awards. I think could Adam in season. Adam, Adam Mace yeah. to to Eastham for me.
2: Um potentially could be signing a season um with with the sort of return. It's early contender, isn't it? Yeah, it's an it is an early contender, but again, it, it's one of those where you've got Mace, who was playing, you have to say, below his level um, in the Hellenic, you know, for the last couple of seasons, and and he's back, rightfully, where I think he should have been playing for the last few years anyway in in the Southern League. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm glad that he's back. I'm glad that he's got the move, and I'm I'm really looking forward to to what Evesham are, are going to do um, and how how many more players are going to bring in to build that squad because we you know we have heard in the last few weeks that they are looking to get more local players in because obviously they've become That's a bit more towards yeah. like the Midlands-based team, haven't they? There's not really been any sort of players you identify as Gloucestershire players. Um, you know, when they had like likes of Adam Mann and, you know, like Marley Thomas and Lewis Bins, for example, in seasons gone by, there was always a clear identity within that squad that, you know, they're all local-based players and they're all, you know, they're all mates and they all got good, good good team spirit and balance and everything like that. Um so they've moved away from that Yeah, a couple of down years and maybe it's going to turn for them.
1: Well, what will help them with that is, is obviously the manager, Neil Hunt, who um, has links to, to Cheltenham's Academy. Um, we've already seen um, within local media um, at the back end of last season that it was confirmed that, you know, there was going to be a direct partnership between the Cheltenham Academy and uh, Eastern United going forward. So the likes of Callum Ebanks, who was at Tufley at the time, had been recalled and, and was being moved on to, to Eachham for the remainder of the season which obviously never happened in the end so there is that feel there that Evesham that are putting together um, a more local feel a more, not so much more local but more Gloucestershire feel to what they had um, I think in a way from what, what they were for the last couple of seasons and, and what you said there Kelsey it's kind of thinking out loud at this point but you know they have almost become a bit you know, second guessing their whole identity as a club. Yeah, you know, are they a club that get the the Birmingham players in to to try and help them get through the Southern League or what have you, or or yeah. they or they a side that you know gets the Gloucestershire players for the long trips to like Bedford and Barnstaple when when they were in the league, of course. So there are a lot of trips that that see them go down south, um in particular when mm. and Salisbury, and, and those sort of sides were in the league as well. Yeah. So. I think you make yeah, um, questions questions there, but it seems that a more local feel I think will, will benefit not just Esham, but I think it will benefit the Southern League um yeah. sides by by I having think, another side that have Gloucestershire talent in it.
2: I think that's a very interesting point you make actually regarding that, because I mean we, we, we've spoken at great length in the last couple of weeks about Gloucester City and them having no yep. you know well, no more local players in the side, um, you know, that that are truly classed as Gloucestershire or roster players born in the city or born in the Canada. Uh, I think maybe Josh Thomas is the only one that remains, I believe. I'm not 100% sure. But it's interesting when you think, oh, you, all you do is you go down two levels and it's it's quite an important factor to having like a local sort of core of players and a local identity in your in your team. And then, you know, you look up to, to two leagues above and it, it, we kind of flip the, flip the, flip the tables, don't we? we? I think me and you, Ryan, we kind of agree that you don't necessarily need to have... You know, a local score of players in the National League North um, or above, because it's it's just not really going to work, is it? Whereas, you know, you've got a lot of really good players in the area who are good enough yeah. to play at that Southern League level. Um, so, if you have, you know, if you've got a dependable group of local players that team, they all know each other, they've played with each other for years. That is really going to help you in in your division and in your. Just the whole the whole balance of the team is going to be so much better. Whereas it it is interesting, isn't it, just how different it can be uh, with the dynamics of the teams between literally two divisions. Well, well, three division gap really, but uh, yeah, it's it's a good point. It's it's a good point.
1: Um, But obviously, elsewhere, you know, players have have started to to obviously train a bit more. They were training before anyway. When lockdown first started, as uh, the five K challenges all over the place will will tell you. Um, elsewhere um, I don't know if you saw Matt but um, the Stroud League have confirmed their constitution yeah. can- <laughs> I can never get the word correct but they've uh, confirmed their constitution for the season mm-hmm. of 2021 mm-hmm. yep. so you yeah, know it's- a lot of sides have, have come into that division uh, well into that league sorry the Siren League have folded unfortunately um, so a lot of teams have, have sort of having to be shifted and you know, more sides have ended up getting promoted than, than initially first thought so you know, it's exciting times. Exciting
0: times there. Good stuff. And um, sticking with non-league transfers and players, Kelsey, you mentioned something about um, non-league mm. agents that you wanted to chat about. Yeah,
2: it's, it's, it, obviously everyone knows uh, that agents are quite a big thing in non-league football. You know, up and down the pyramid, um, everyone from the national league, even down to some clubs in, in like the southern league players in, in southern league premier um, and. Equivalent divisions, they've all got agents now. They've all got agents who are haggling for an extra five five pound goal bonus every week. Um, and to be honest, it's not really that that, that really irks me. It's it, I I know that's going to happen. I don't really care. The what the main thing is the agents who are who are on Twitter saying it's like oh happy to get uh, this one here. I saw from Lee Diggle who's an agent for um, for Marcus Carver for uh, in uh, for South. Um, tweeted that he was happy to get his you know, Marcus Carver sorted out and a deal at Southport um, for this season. It's like, come on, mate. Like, I know that you're doing you're doing right by your club, but National League North, Marcus Carver's a clearly, you know, a proven goalscorer at that level. You know, he could have walked into any club and said, here you go, uh, I want 250 quid a week plus 250 quid goal bonus or what, something stupid, and they would have been like, there, there you go. Yeah, I'm happy to pay that. It's like the, the agents that big themselves up to be more than what they are. And you know they think that they can that title, get the yeah exactly. It's like can't mate. You're you're an agent for like a player in 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 the National League North. It's like yeah. I know I know you're doing your best in living, but it's like can't mate. seriously. <laughs> I just don't get the whole thing. Why I don't get why non-league players need agents. Um, which is the main thing. It doesn't bother me that they've got. I don't know why they need them. It's not like you know they need to get these deals sorted so they can concentrate on their football. It's like, mate, you've got a nine till five job. You should be concentrating on that and earning a living and then concentrate on football as like a part-time hobby. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, the whole... It's going to make me sound so old, but the game's changed. The game has changed, mate.
0: <laughs> but is it not, see, is it not that whole, National like...
2: League North and South... Uh, sorry, Matt,
1: after you.
0: I was going to say, is it not like, uh, you know, you, you feel a bit more of a professional player... If you've got an agent, and it gives you a bit more of a professional feel, so then you go into it with a bit more of a professional mindset, I think and make a bit of better I go of it. And
2: I think it's also an ego thing. Like yeah. if you've got an if you've got an agent, you are mint. You're a mint player, aren't you? You are brilliant. You yeah, are but good. that's you what it's about, it? it's,
0: it's about having an ego to be one of the best players, isn't it? If you've got a bit True. of an ego about you, you might not not necessarily be. But the best player, but when but, everyone's
2: you know. but when everyone's you know everyone's got. Um, you know, an ego to some extent. Don't they? But it's like, oh, I've got an agent, so I'm better than you because I couldn't agree 200 quid a week with a 25 twenty five quid goal bonus without an agent. You know, <laughs> never mind that, that he's going to take three to 5% of my gross earnings. That's that, whatever, you know. The game, honestly, man, the game's changed. It, it, it's, it's beyond <laughs> I, It's beyond me how players don't know what they want. I think you know, the, non-league le- levels particularly. I think... You're
1: looking at the figures, really, and you're looking at a face value of having an agent. I think it all depends on what the agent can actually offer the player. Um, if we go back yeah, to, to, to the In The Spotlight interview I did with Kieran Thomas, you know, he's talking about how you know, he got a, a trial at Derby um, and had scouts watching him for for large spells of that particular season, um, had the, the trial arranged for Newport and, and things like that, you know, I would question that Kieran Thomas probably wouldn't have had that opportunity if he didn't have an agency um, arranging that for him and, and looking out for him. Mainly because I don't think Kieran Thomas is the kind of player to go and, and tout himself like that. So I, I think that if the agents there putting in the work for the player and putting the player first, then I think it's a good thing. I think from what you're saying, Kelsey, and I, I agree to an extent that you know, you're seeing like southern league players with, with agents and things like that. Personally, i if a non if a national league north and south player had an agent because you know they're trying to potentially get a trial for a football league club or what have you, then I understand that completely.
2: Yeah,
1: um, I think if it's, yeah, mon- yeah, if it's for monetary reasons,
2: time, it's, yeah. it's like surely, surely you know as a player if you're happy with what you're taking home and if not, you know have the you know, I don't want to swear on the on the radio, but you know have the guts to actually go to speak to the chairman or, or whatever and think, you know, Oh, actually I think I might, I might deserve a bit more, a bit more money.
1: Uh, as, so, as, as someone who works in a environment where you're negotiating um, the best deal for, for a car that's been written off, for example, some people don't have that negotiation. And I would say that some people don't have the ability um, almost to, to value themselves.
0: Well, that's all we got time for this week. Let us know your thoughts on that or anything else we've talked about on the show this week at 7Sport on the Twitter and on the Facebook page as well. Um, have a good week, boys. Um, we'll be back on Dean okay. Radio next week, uh, Saturday at 10 a.m. This has been 7Sport on Dean Radio.
3: This
0: is 7Sport on Dean Radio.